This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Family, can you raise your right hand and declare with me, today I receive the baptism of love. And today I take back my identity. You, take, you can take your seats and tell somebody next to you, Jesus is the famous one. I heard the story of a wealthy businessman and his wife, they were on, on their way to a meeting. And on their way to the meeting, they stopped at a garage and the husband quickly went to the toilet. And as he came back, he saw his wife speaking to the mechanic that is wor working there at the garage. And when they both got into the car, traveling to the meeting, um, he said to her, looks like you know that man, that mechanic. And she said, yes, I used to date him in high school. <laughs> and the husband said, you must be glad you met me, otherwise you would have been the wife of a mechanic. <laughs> and he said, smiling, if I had married him, he would be the wealthy businessman, and you would be the mechanic. So I want to say to you today, remember who made you successful. Don't forget. And so I want to honor mom and dad and thank you for your prayers, your example, and, and you inspire us. And because of your life and, and what you've accomplished, you inspire your sons to do so much more. We honor you and we thank you. Can we give them a hand as we thank God for a wonderful couple that are changing the world. And thank, I want to honor my wife. If it was not for her, I will probably be the mechanic. No, nothing wrong with a mechanic, but if I'm a mechanic, it would be a terrible situation. For us as a family, 2023 was the most difficult year of our lives. It felt like the enemies was coming after our family, our future, and our finances. And at one stage, going through so much, sometimes it felt for me and, and Pastor Marlene, it just, God, where are you? What are you doing? What's going on? And one night... I had a dream, and in that dream, it felt like something was, had a hold on my hands as I was laying on the bed, and initially, I, it felt like an animal had a hold of my hands, and I, initially, I thought it was a dog, but then I realized it was a, a lion, and I took authority over it, and it stepped back, and in that dream, I heard this, God is going to do the impossible suddenly. And I've just heard in my spirit, I'm here to announce to somebody, God is about to do the impossible suddenly. I'm gonna tell you this week, God is gonna do something suddenly in your family. You're gonna walk out of this place healed. That family is about to be turned around. Something is about to happen. Come on, help me preach suddenly. See, I'm here to declare suddenly your season will change. Four lepers are in, um, at the gate, and the next moment when they start moving while it's still were dark, as they moved, suddenly their whole lives 
were changed. Suddenly your life will change like a Paul. He was still Saul and on, on his way, suddenly a light shine over him and his life was changed. Somebody's family is coming in this week. Suddenly. Somebody shout suddenly. Suddenly your circumstances will change. Will change. Paul and Silas. They were in jail, and the word says, suddenly there was an earthquake. And, and the powerful thing, it says, and all the, all the doors of the jails were open. This is the day where everybody is going to be healed. Everybody's going to experience a breakthrough. God is declaring over us in the season, it's going to happen suddenly. And I'm declaring, it is happening in one day on the third day. It's going to happen in one day. For some of you, this week will be the, the, the week of your life where everything is going to be changed. And I, and, I can, and I can testify in our situation, God is busy changing our situation. Something is happening suddenly. And you must realize, but it's happening in one day on the third day. As you go to John 2 verse 1, and the third day there was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee. And in that one day, he turned the water into wine. And I want to say, in one day, something is going to happen, and we are taking back. Come on, shake your neighbor next to you and tell them it's time to take back. And individually, God is about to do something suddenly. But can I go deeper? Not only are we stepping into that season where God is going to do the impossible suddenly, it's also going to happen corporately. Because in one day, as we look at that miracle that Jesus did at the marriage, in one day, Jesus produced this fully fermented wine that was aged to maturity and proclaimed as the best wine. And can you see the miracle that Jesus is performing in this day, the third day? And as we look at the story, he's using six water pots, six speaking of the number of man, and it speaks of our body, and mostly our body is water. And he's taking our washing of the water by the word, and he's turning it in some, into something bubbly and alive. Come on, we are coming today, this week, we are coming with our water, and God is about to do something, he's going to turn your water into wine, something bubbly and alive, but Yes, the miracle. He is making a people who are fully fermented with the resurrection life and age to maturity. And he's, do, and he's doing it in one day on this third day. We are in the third day. And he's busy moving, declaring that this is the appointed time of maturity. And he's raising up mature sons and daughters who will bear his image and his likeness. How will the church look in the future? I can tell you, the church will look like him. The church is going to look like him. And he's doing it in one day on the third day. But if you don't believe me, believe the word of God. Isaiah 66 verse 8. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such a thing? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? In one day, or shall a nation be born at once? For soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. 
that children, you can also translate it, they, as they um, are going through this travail, it will produce a son. I'm here to say in this season, God is going to do in one day. In one day, in this third day, he's gonna raise up sons in this day and he's about to bring forth mature sons. Sons that will look like him, that are made in his image and in his likeness. But this important thing for, for the sons in this season that will, be out, that will stand out and that is important as, as we go through this process of labor, as he's producing these mature sons. How will these mature sons look like? And I wanna look at one thing that is important for the mature sons in this season to walk in and go to Revelations 14 verse one, because you need to look. And what do you see? And it says in Revelation 14 verse one, I'm gonna give you a picture. There's so much in Revelation 14 that, that are just one or two things that I will, I will stand still. But he says, then I looked and behold, a lamb. The word behold means to understand. Church, we need to, our eyes to be open and have an understanding and to look in this, this time. And what will you see? A lamb standing on Mount Zion. When, Mount, when they in Zion started to prevail, what do they see? They see on this mountain, the Mount Zion, a lamb standing. And if you look at that word, lamb is a little lamb. I wish it said there was a lion. We all pray, come on, God, we need a lion. In South Africa, we need the lion. But he's getting his sons ready. And I believe if you have under, this understanding, it's, it's getting our sons ready for the best time that the church will go into. We're gonna see the impossible suddenly. Suddenly, but we have to have this understanding. And there was a lamb standing on Mount Zion and with him were 144,000. This is symbolic, not literal. Because there's, there's not a real mountain with a real lamb on. So we cannot say it's 144,000 people. Some say it's just 144,000 going to heaven. Uh, much more. And the greatest harvest is about to come. But God is waiting for his mature sons that, that are going through the process that understand God is doing it in one day. And here he's describing the, the sons. They are having his father's name, his nature written on their foreheads. And they heard a voice from heaven, like the voice of many waters and like a voice of great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with harps and they sang as it were a new song. Somebody shout a new song. Before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders, and no one could learn that song except the 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. And it says they are singing a new song. They have begun, they are redeemed from the earth. There's a people that are going from the natural to the supernatural. They have been redeemed and they are going to another dimension. You are walking away after this week and you're going to walk in a new dimension. You've got a new song, and it says, these are those who are not defiled with women, for they are virgins. And it just speaks about there's a church rising up, and Apostle Nikki touched it as well. We're gonna be a church of purity. 
and here, this is the thing I'm going to focus on. These are those who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. I want to say in this time, God is in this one day going to produce a church with maturity in this third day. That's going to shake nations, but it's going to be people who follow the Lamb. They're following the Lamb, and it says, behold the Lamb. What you behold, you will become. And we want the lion, and we, we want to roar like lions. Jesus came to this, to this earth a little lamb. And he came not as a lion, but as a lamb. And as you read the book of Revelation, the question is, who will you worship and who will you follow? Will you follow the beast or are you going to follow the lamb? The beast with his seductive offer of pleasure and wealth. Or are you going to follow the slaughtered lamb who will shape my lifestyle? Who is shaping your lifestyle? Because this is what Revelation is talking about. He's calling us to a radical decision. Church, we are in, the, um, in a very critical time. And what are we going to do? Are we going to follow the way of the beast? Or are we going to follow the way of the lamb? Because he's calling us that we will be loyal to the lamb in a world worshiping the beast. See, in the kingdom of God, you do not conquer the world by violent means of the beast, by the self-sacrificing way of the lamb. And Jesus wages war by self-sacrifice and by what he says. See, the lion overcomes by being a lamb. And the, lamb, and the lion doesn't get to the throne by being a lion. This is the secret of history, is that the lion gets to the throne by being a lamb, and the lion wins by being slaughtered. But as I talk about this lion, you must go to Revelation Revelations 5, and it describes this lamb, and it says it had seven horns and seven eyes. Seven is the, the number for completeness. And he's saying about the lamb, he's completely strong and he's completely wise. This lamb is not weak and this lamb is not dumb. And this is what we learn out of Revelations 5. And he's saying, we overcome by the weakness of sacrificial love. That wisdom overcomes by the foolishness of sacrificial love. God is reigning and Jesus is reigning from the throne and we reign with him in the same way. And we will not reign as lions. We're going to reign like lambs. I'm preaching you very quiet. If I was preaching about the lion, you would probably throw money at me. But I'm shifting. I hope I'm shifting your mind. We are in that time. It's that one, one day on the third day that he's getting us ready. To say, I'm raising up mature sons and daughters that will have his character, his nature. And we want to fight. And we want to do it in the natural. But he says, be a lamb. Tell somebody next to you, be a lamb. I know you want to say it to your husband, but. <laughs> See, the way to the fullness of life is the way of the lamb. And we will reign in him in the same way. Not as as lions, but as a lamb. And when you look at Jesus, 
the lamb. He wages war, not with a sword in his fist, but with a sword coming from his mouth. And with a life that embodies resistance to the Lord of Babylon. And church, we will not be like the world. And we will not submit to the lords of, of Babylon. But you, when you see in Revelation, Babylon, Babylon and, and the dragon, what's their way? It's the way of power and might. It's the way of violence and bloodshed. It's murder and arrogance. It's exploitation of human bodies. How does the lamb win? He wins by losing. And that doesn't sound right. But the, la the lamb came, Jesus Christ, and he had complete victory because he made a decision to surrender his life. When you lose, you liberate others. And we are here not for ourselves. You are not here. Christian Family Church, we are not here for ourselves. We are here to give everything. And the lamb liberates by giving his life. And the Lord wins the battle with the word. And we've been taught in this ministry about the word. Somebody say it's the word. We cannot be like our enemy. Don't be an echo of your enemy's behavior. And we are an echo of the beast. And now we're trying to win this war in our own strength. But I want to declare this is the greatest days of the church in front of us. Before Jesus returns, you will see a unified people with humble hearts working to love, to serve, to bless, and pray for their enemies. Jesus would rather die than kill his enemies. And we're going to see an unshakable and unoffendable love that the church are walking in. In an ugly world, the church will be beautiful. We're going to see a beautiful church with his character and his nature because we have behold the lamb. That's why he said, look with understanding. You, you, there's travail. There's something about to be birthed in this season and in this hour. And it's a mature church that look like him. And God is about to raise up the kindest, most gentle, most loving and forgiving people that the earth have ever seen. And I can, can I tell you, the devil fears the people that will follow the lamb. We want to follow the lion. But he's shaking at this moment. When he, when he realized people are beginning to walk in this understanding, we are going to be like the lamb. And he rejoices when we act like the beast. But to follow the lamb, we must trust him. You will not follow somebody that you don't trust. In that Revelation 14, we sing a new song. We've been redeemed from the earth. We, we walk in purity. We understand our position. And we are following the lamb. But to follow the lamb, we have to experience his love. And we know that we are loved when we understand he's our father. That's why he's going to mark you in this week with the mark of the father. He's going to mark you with his mark. Get ready. God is about to mark somebody with the name of the Father, the, uh, the name and his nature upon your life. 
Because that's the most important thing that I want to say that we need to understand as the end time church. Understand that we are sons and that we are loved by the Father. The most important thing in your life is to trust in the love He has for you. I know they don't have these scriptures, these two scriptures, but 1 John 4 verse 16 in the Passion Translation says, we have come into an intimate experience with God's love and we trust in the love He has for us. God is love. Somebody shout, God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God and God lives through them. John 59 says, I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. I wanna say the most important thing in your life is the love of God. There was a man that um, his friend came to him and said, I heard your company is closing, are you not worried? And he said, no, I've got a hedge around me. A month later, he lost his job. And the friend came to him and said, okay, God has removed the hedge. He said, no, the hedge is still there for it's protecting the most important thing in my life. It's God's love. The most important, and the enemy is after, after that one thing, God's love, having that understanding that we know if we wanna follow the lamb in this time, in the last days, to follow him, we must trust him. And to trust him, I must know he loves me. And that's why I'm saying, I'm praying that you will have a baptism of his love in this time. Because if we don't carry the mark of the Father our, as our identity as sons, we will never follow the lamb in the end times. And it's the people following the lambs that will see, that will see the victory. And if the enemy is there to steal your song, to steal your purity, your position, and your identity. But most important, he's here to take your identity. If you lose your identity, you will lose everything. And that's why it's after your identity. Somebody shout, I'm taking back my identity. See, Stephen Covey said, the true identity theft is not financially, it's not in cyberspace, it's spiritual, and it's been taken. And we know our enemy, he's a, he is an identity thief, and he tried it with Jesus. The father declared, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Moments later, in Luke 4 verse 3, he says, if you are the son of God, and God is declaring over us in this time, you are my beloved son and daughter. And you need to walk in that identity, and it's sad to say, so many of us, the enemy has came to steal your identity. And the root problem and the root cause of many of our things are, is that we cannot identify with God as our Father. And at the end, there's basically two people in this earth. Either you are a son or you're an orphan. You're a son or you're an orphan. Can they quickly bring you? Sorry, it's not a bicycle this time. <laughs> and can I give you a picture of an orphan? They are always fighting. They are fighting for approval. They are fighting for position. They are always fighting and always moving. Always fighting. 
See, an orphan believes I must, I must do something, then I will have something, and then I will be something. A son says, I am, I, I will be something, then I will have something, and then I can do anything. But now we are fighting. Because we don't understand we are sons. And he says, follow the lamb. To follow the lamb, I must trust him, and I must know that, I, that he loves me. But now we don't have an understanding, and now we are fighting for approval. So many orphans are happy with the harvest. I'm from the farm. If you want to have a harvest, you must work for it. Do something. But if you want to have an inheritance, just be someone. Just be a son. Just be a son. You don't have to, uh, especially in ministry, we are so good. We try to outperform and we're busy, but God is getting us into a place that we have an understanding. I am a son and he loves me. He loves me. Orphans always moving. They don't settle. They're going from one church to another church. From one ministry to another ministry. From one marriage to another marriage. They are used to, to visit. They never unpack. Orphans will have visitations and not habitation. But I'm declaring we are stop. We are not going to fight anymore. And we are not moving anymore. We're saying, love, come and make your permanent home in me. And I will make my permanent home in love. Tell somebody next to you, stop being an orphan. Can I say to you today, you don't take, take back by fighting. You take back by resting. See, this is, this is opposite. This is the lamb way of living. When we get into a place of rest, where we live and love from a place of rest. And remember, your identity does not come from what you do, but from who you are. You are a son. And if I'm saying I'm a son, you understand it's the woman as well. Okay. And he's bringing us as sons in a place of rest. No more fighting, no more running. I'm saying no more fighting, no more running. See, it's resting, then it's receiving, then it's reigning. I rest in this knowledge. God cannot love you more than he loves you right at this moment. You are no more righteous than what you are at this moment. You can grow in the knowledge of your love. You can grow in that knowledge of that righteousness, but he loves you. And the devil's plan is to get you confused about your identity. And even now in our nation, he's stealing our identity of our young people and everywhere, everywhere. People don't know what they are. Are they a man or a woman? See the plan of the enemy. He's trying and he's going after our identity. If he's got your identity, he will take your song, he will take your purity, he will 
uh, you will not be redeemed from this earth and you will not follow the Lamb. But there's a new people rising up that will follow the Lamb because they know I am a son, I am a daughter of the living God. What will it take to fix this broken, crazy world? A revelation of the sons of God. Romans 8, 19, for the earnest expectation of the creation waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. Creation is not waiting for the church to rise up. Neither is creation waiting for God's servants or his friends to rise up. Instead, creation waits for the sons of God to rise up. Come on, can I see there's some sons in this house that will rise up with me in this, di- this time. Come on, rise up. And we are saying, I'm taking back my nation. I'm taking back my family. I'm taking back my finances. And today we expose the thief. And today he's recovering and you are saying, I'm getting rid of this orphan spirit. And just allow his love. I pray now, Holy Spirit, baptize your people with love. Come and heal, come and restore, come and renew. And we declare in this day on the third day that you are bringing forth a mature son that knows their identity, that will release a new song, that will walk in purity, that will be redeemed from the earth and they will follow the lamb. They will follow the lamb. Father, once again I release, baptize us in the power of your love. We are not orphans anymore. We are sons. And you love us. Thank you, Jesus. Give God a shout and a praise if you receive it today. Tell somebody next to you, I'm a son and a daughter of the living God. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.